It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled My Regret. And our scripture reference today is taken from Ezekiel 2, verses 8 through chapter 3, verse 3, and Revelation 10. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. I remember being in the ICU room with the saint of God. He had gone through several weeks of treatment. The day before, he looked pretty bad. We were sure that day would be his last with us. It wasn't. When I saw him the next day, he was sitting up, eyes wide open, and he waved at me. As the day progressed, however, he did not. At one point, he was unable to muster enough energy to speak, but he wanted to tell me something. As best he could, he gestured what he wanted. I couldn't make out his air pictures. And finally, someone else in the room put a pen in his hand and a sheet of paper before him. He began to write. Unfortunately, his strength only allowed him to make light scribble marks. But we were able to put two and two together. He scribbled in circles, and we gathered that he was trying to make a b sound. We called out names that started with B. He shook his head. How many B words can you think of on the spot? Us too, so we called them all out. We felt dumb when we finally said book, and he gave us a labored smile. Of course, then I had to figure out which book he wanted. I try not to have regrets in ministry. Prayerfully, I approach every situation I can with integrity and intentionality. When I know I've goofed or said something I shouldn't have, I pray for forgiveness and even a new understanding. If I were to pinpoint a moment I do regret, though, it would be that day in the ICU room. It wasn't until his funeral a few days later that it hit me. He didn't want a book. He wanted the Bible. I say that now because I knew this man's faith. He had walked with God almost his entire life. Why didn't I think of that that day in the room? That wasn't a mere deathbed request. That was a man asking to hear one last time the words of scripture he had depended on to strengthen, encourage, and guide his life. I'm going to say the Bible was a part of who he was. Can you and I say the same thing? I hope so. God guides us in many ways. The Spirit's voice does not rely solely on one avenue of communication. The Bible, however, has always been one of the main ways we've sensed God's movement and direction. There are three people we look to for this great reminder. Each of them had the same idea of eating or ingesting God's word. Jeremiah said, Your words were formed, and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Ezekiel was told by God to eat the scroll with words from God. Likewise, John, in one of his visions, was told by an angel to take a scroll and eat it. We are what we eat, right? The prophets and the vision writer needed to know what to say, what to do, 
and even what to see. They couldn't do that on their own. They needed God's word. Are you and I any different? Of course not. But unfortunately, a Bible study is considered to be like any other study. And we don't like to study. So what if I told you that Bible study isn't like, let's say, math or language arts? No, ingesting the Bible is about filling our minds and our souls with the breath of God's holy word. Remember when God breathed into Adam and brought him to life? That's what the Bible can do for us, too. Please do not wait for the day some preacher doesn't think to read the Bible to you. The words are there for you right now. And don't rely on what I have to say about the Bible. And don't just rely on what I have to say about the Bible. Read the words yourself. Stay blessed.